I think this is the core trait you really need uh, as an entrepreneur or even just as um, anyone in general, right, is you need to be curious. Uh, really, you need to be curious and you need to be excited about the unknown and really wanting to dive deep and learn about it, right? Uh, that's the only way you'll stay alive in this game. What will you do to unlock innovation? In today's fast-paced world, innovation might not be enough. Tomorrow's pioneers of change will need to be agile, able to adapt, and committed like never before. Your host, Santa Vending, invites you to listen in and join business leaders from around the world as they share their visions for success in our future business challenges. Welcome to Mind Innovation. I'm your host, Santa Vending. I'm always excited to learn. And in today's podcast, we're going to talk about the challenges around entrepreneurship. I want to welcome Eric Lowe. He's the CEO and co-founder of Credo. He's an experienced entrepreneur skilled in software engineering and biotechnology. So welcome, Eric. I've, I've been following you and Credo in the news lately, and I'm so excited to, to have you on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on your podcast and uh, tell you more about what I've learned. And um, I'll give the pretty and ugly side of entrepreneurship. So look at the the real story here. Yeah, right. That's not that's that's uh, that's both sides of it. Um, yeah. So, so Credo is a really interesting concept, um, and it's a plant care startup uh, using data from sensors and guiding and guidance from expert growers. And you know, my background, right? These are fake IKEA plants, so I I need your help. Um, so, so tell me about you know how 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 does this how does it start? You know, the help you tell tell me more. Yeah. So yeah. So my background is in biotech and in software engineering and how I got into plants was uh, as a hobbyist. Right. So I just got into plants and I was quickly humbled uh, as the real true story of it all. So, uh, you know, from my experience in the lab, I was growing things that you came and see, you know, macrophages, cell culture lines, and those are all happy. And here I am struggling with plants where I'm just like, what's going on with you? Like, yeah. what do you need? I give you water, give you light. Like, why aren't you happy? Um, and so, uh, and then this quickly entered into when I was studying computer science and getting my master's and I thought, oh, you know, what's happening is I don't have insights. I can't, I don't have any data. I don't have access to what's happening at the soil root level. Um, so there's gotta be a sensor that can give me that data. And at the time there really wasn't a high quality sensor out there that could stream to my phone and give me this real time data. So yeah. I thought what a great project for me to work on. And so I built it. Then I thought, oh, there's got to be a database out there that has essentially all the information my sensor needs to give me optimal settings and environments. And so this can be really brainless. Yeah. And when I went to hunt for that, all the databases are empty. And yeah. that blew my mind, uh, especially from a biotech standpoint, from a data standpoint, uh, right? We we're in the data age. We collect data on everything. And yeah. here we have one of the most important <laughs> things in life. Yeah. Uh, and we don't have any data on it. And so that immediately was something that caught my interest. Yeah. Nice. And you just had a, a funding. Can you tell me more about, you know, what, what that was about and where you are in your, in your startup? Uh, or for the Indigo campaign or funding? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go. Yeah. So, yeah. So we, we just really launched our Indigo campaign um, and we did that in an insane amount of time, which I would not recommend to anyone. So we got it up and running in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would recommend anyone who's going to do this to give yourself three to four months because yeah. it's not worth the stress that we put ourselves under. Um, and we did that for a couple of reasons. One is we were heading into our fundraising round. Uh, and so we really wanted to quickly show investors that we had a lot of traction and 
um, and you know a lot of demand for our product. Uh, but Indiegogo crowdfunding is its own beast on its own, right? It's not yes. just as simple as what I just described at all. Uh, but we made it through. We got our, we hit our goal um, on the Indiegogo campaign. It's still live. There's about I think nine days left. So if anyone who listens to this podcast uh, <laughs> has still have time, you can still get in and be yeah. one of our early um, adopters and testers and backers. And we would appreciate that a lot. But yeah, so the the Indiegogo was one of our strategies, one, to really get market validation, right? It's really hard on the business side to get that type of data through surveys and customer interviews, right? You can ask questions about pricing all day long. You can talk about, you know, copy messaging, all that, but really you know, what we found is it was, it was generating a lot of noise. And at the end of the day, we needed a credit card, right? Like are people yeah. actually willing to put money down for this? And one of yeah. the best ways to do that is through a crowdfunding campaign. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's a new way. And I've seen it over the last couple of years. So is that then not that new, but it's a good way to validate, as you just said, right? That you actually have customer that want to test it out and, and want to see this to, to come in and and help that plants as well, right? So, exactly, so yeah. are you saving the world here? No. Um, what about, so I'm, I'm sure, right, because of the whole pandemic, right? We are almost out of it. It will, it will still be there. It's not that it's, it's gone, gone. Um, but having a startup under the pandemic, um, how did that affect you? And did you have to pivot in different ways? So it's actually uh, funny. So I think a lot of people intuitively think starting a startup during uh, bad economic times is the worst time to do it. But if you actually look through history, it's yeah. actually the best time to start companies. Uh, so if you actually look at when the last event of uh, economic recession was, it was 2008. Yeah. Right? That was the mortgage bubble. That's what collapsed. Yeah. And if you actually look at all the companies that were started then and where they are today, so about 10 years later, or, you know, um, I guess, yeah, roughly 10 years later. Yeah. They have all, uh, they, that was the latest batch of companies that went IPO, right? That was the Uber, that, I'm mean, not Uber. Yeah, that was Uber, Airbnb, DoorDash, Grubhub, yeah. right? All these big companies. And they all started during the worst times possible. And yeah. so it is a little backwards, but it actually is true, right? And we can look at it historically and in um, now. So it, um, it's actually a great time. It's not a good time when you're already operating, right? When you're like an established business and something yeah. like that happens, that's like really bad because, you know, you, you're you're uh, more rigid, right? But for a startup, the whole value of a startup is you're nimble, right? You're light, yeah. you're on your feet, you can learn, you can adapt. And when you have rapid change like that, so, you know, one of the other side of the pandemic was the great resignation, right? Yeah. We had a lot of people start changing jobs, reevaluating, and- we benefited. We got the employees that are leaving, right? We've been able to grow our team very successfully with very low effort uh, from that. And so for us, we've, we've, um, we've benefited pretty well. That's good. Did you have to pivot then, or is maybe just in general, by, by because you learn every day, right? So what kind of, what kind of changes have you had to make for, for Credo from, from where you had that first, you know, start saying, you know, the idea on the little napkin to you are today? Oh, uh, I am a master at pivoting. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah. So the original idea for Credo had nothing to do with plants. The original okay. idea was blockchain plus electronic medical records. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> you're, 
<laughs> yeah. And here we are today working on plants. So <laughs> let me tell you about pivoting, right? Yeah. Um, but the lesson here is pivoting is critical for any startup. You have to be able to pivot. You cannot be locked in with the original idea, right? Blockchain yeah. electronic health records is a great idea, but the market demand isn't there. There's a lot of friction points. And more importantly, there have been very big people, uh, Jeff Bezos, Warren Buffett, Apple, Google that have all yeah. tried this and they all failed. And so yeah. that it was like, what am I going to do that the guys with all the resources and wealth in the world can do? Like, <laughs> what am I going to contribute? Yeah. Um, so we, we pivoted and we kept, we kept looking and exploring all sorts of different things you could do with blockchain, right? So we were looking at real estate, title, genetics, automotive. Yeah. Um, and what we deemed on our end was just the technology at the time isn't ready. Um, yeah. And I still don't think it's quite ready yet for mass adoption. Um, and so, you know, we were looking at, well, what else can we do? And the other, you know, that's where we start talking about our own personal pain points. And I was talking about my issues with plants. My co-founder was talking about issues with his lawn. And I was like, oh, hey, like we're kind of doing the same problem. And I already have something built that I just created on the side um, that uh, my wife thought would be a great product. But I was like, oh, like hardware is hard. So I don't want to really go down that road. Um, and here I am going down that road. Yeah. No, that's fun. That's fun. Um, so I'm sure that's a lot of learning process, even though you're saying, right, it started in one area and now it is over here, right, with the whole startup. Um, so so how, how do you as a person, how, how do you learn? So, yeah, I think this is the core trait you really need uh, as an entrepreneur or even just as um, anyone in general, right, is you need to be curious. Uh, really, you need to be curious and you need to be excited about the unknown and really wanting to dive deep and learn about it, right? Uh, that's the only way you'll stay alive in this game. And it's one of those, right, prior to this, I was technical, right? I came from biotech. I was a scientist and a software engineer right? As nerdy and as like focused as you possibly could be. And I had no idea what entrepreneurs, I didn't even know what accelerators were. I didn't know like what UI UX meant. I didn't even know what like customer experience meant. I didn't know what product development meant. Uh, I didn't know any of that stuff. And I learned all that within the last year, right? And yeah. it was a lot of learning, but for me, I'm hungry to learn. And what's great is we have the internet, we have books, but there's so many free yeah. resources out there today that requires nothing but just your time, but yeah. that's the best investment you could possibly make because everything you're learning is not only compounding, right? So you're just starting to get better and better and better. Yeah. Um, but it's also allowing you to see patterns. You're picking up on patterns across different domains, right? So from the science background, we, you know, we obviously know the scientific method really well. And as I'm reading business books, they're just trying to teach me the scientific method. And I'm like, oh, like, yeah, I get this. Like, is that it? Is that the secret? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Okay. Well then we got it. Right. And yeah. you know, and then we are learning marketing. What are they doing? Teaching me the scientific method about marketing. And I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. And yeah. so it's really just like, we just need to learn the terms that they use and, and then we're good to go. Right. And, and yeah. then essentially, and then, but the core skill sets are always still the same. And that's, what's really cool. Um, as you start seeing that. And then really at the other side is, uh, don't be afraid to fail right? Failing means you're pushing hard. Failing means you're learning, um, right? No one learned a bike just by hopping on it. You got to fall a bunch of times uh, yeah. so skiing, right? You got to fall down the mountain to <laughs> learn how to ski. Um, and and uh, and if you can do those two things, you can yeah. do anything, right? And that's actually what I'm trying to teach my team internally is these core traits. And that's actually yeah. what I want to see from everyone is because I can't have right now we're early, we're scrappy, right? No one has a 
dedicated role for a specific project. You know, it's like, I need you to do this tomorrow. And yeah. it's going to be completely different than something that you're working on. And I'm sorry, it's jarring, but this is our life. Yeah. This is how it is. Yeah. No, no, no. So, so with your team, um, you know, how do you keep fostering like a creative environment? Because that's, that means that they need to wear a lot of hats. Um, and I'm sure you then maybe you're all uh, entrepreneurs, right? Because you have that drive. But still yeah. to get everybody to get the right team and set, set them together and have this creative environment. How, how do you keep it going and how do you feed it? So, yeah, I think one, it starts with hiring. So I approach yeah. hiring really differently and uniquely. And this is a complete experimentation. And I'm sure you'll see a book uh, talking about it someday down the line of whether yeah. or not. Uh, but the way I actually pick individuals to be a uh, part of Credo is I get to know them. And I actually don't even focus so much on what their previous background experience is and more so what they would like to do in the future and what their ambition and passion is yeah. and are they curious and growth driven? That's it. Those are all the metrics I look. And then in my head, I'm trying to see like, okay, where can I place you in this company and give you a challenge? So yeah. every single person is challenged in the company, right? Like everything I give is a little bit outside your comfort zone. I'm yeah. not giving you something that's just like, oh yeah, it's super easy. If that's the case, then I probably can outsource it to a contractor and just right, get, get it done. Uh, yeah. But everything is outside of everyone's comfort zone and it's designed to make you feel uncomfortable because that's what you need to get comfortable with, which is, I you know, ironic. Uh, but as you get used to that, then you start developing the ability to learn and you're essentially building blocks on how you start solving problems and really activating that part of your brain again, right? Of, yeah creative problem solving, and then activating resources. And, and, you know, and I give you autonomy, right? I want to find intrinsically motivated individuals. I'm giving you autonomy. I'm giving you the ability to master, and I'm giving you ability to also manage your own time. Um, and I'll be there to give you guidance. Uh, but you really, you're, you're there to kind of figure it out, right? Or else like, if I'm there to figure it out, then I don't need you. Um, and so, but the other side is I also expose everyone to every aspect of the company, right? I don't keep the fundraising efforts uh, just to the core team, right? I tell everyone where we are with our fundraising. I tell yeah. everyone where we are with manufacturing. I keep everyone up to date on every aspect of the company yeah. simply because I want everyone to see why am I making decisions I'm making, right? So I don't need to catch you up. You get it. Like you saw like, yeah. oh, that's because like, this is why we're here. Yeah. Uh, and two, it's also so that, I want every single person in my company to be able to almost operate on their own, right? As their own individual company within Crano. Yeah. And, and then eventually, you know, what I would love to see is that one day you've grown, you've grown and you're ready to fly out of our nest and you can start your own company. And now, you know, all the key parts of what it takes to build your own company and guess who the first check will come from. It'll be from me. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. So, um, you know a lot, right? I'm I'm really impressed here. So, but but sometimes you can also feel alone. I'm pretty sure. Not you, but I'm just saying in general, right? As an entrepreneur. Um, and and you need to be stepping out and of, of again of your comfort zone and not be ashamed to say, hey, I need help, even if it's a mentor or some guidance, because you that's you yeah, you need to, to get better. So what have you done if you've been in this situation of saying if it's feeling alone or going and say, Hey, I need some mentors here? What have you done? So I would say the loneliness isn't so much um, asking for help uh, in that sense, right? Like I'm, you know, we have a really good network. Like if I need help with something, I'm yeah, I'm not afraid to do that. The loneliness is more of the internal 
thoughts you have, right? This, you know, the constant struggle with imposter syndrome, it's really this internal battle with yourself. And it's, yeah. you can't really get help from someone else unless they also are a founder and they've, ex- they are, have experienced it, right? And can just be like, yeah, these thoughts suck. Yeah. Um, and so really what I found, um, the best group is actually professional athletes, right? So I've had the fortunate luck of interacting with NBA players, NFL players, and they, they have what this mental fitness built in, right? You have to, right? Like just imagine, right? Every time you're out on the field, you're playing, there's all these people, right? They, they care so much about the outcome of this game. And if you screw up and it's on you, right? They'll make sure you are very well aware of how bad you screwed that up, right? Yeah. Like talk about pressure, right? Yeah. And then it gets more and more as you like get to, you know, the Super Bowl, right? Like yeah. that's pressure. And not only that, during training season, right? They feel pressure just within their own teammates because who's going to be on the, you know, who's going to play, who's not going to play, right? The whole thing is determined. And so what that's, that's the hardest part is this competitiveness, this mental like fitness, right. Of just constantly reminding yourself like to pick your, you know, and it's all these, it's so hard because it's so easy to say, right. Like pick yourself up, you yeah. know, do your gratitude book, you, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when you're really feeling crappy, like tell me like how well that is working yeah. like, to pull yourself out of it. Um, and so that's really where the loneliness comes in and the media doesn't help, right? Cause the media makes it seem like there's all these founders doing really great, amazing things, raising a crap ton of money. Their yeah. companies are just growing so much faster than yours, right? There's people that I beat in pitch competitions that have raised more money than I have. And that's just like, yeah. what the heck? Like, how does that work? Like you, picked, you gave money. <laughs> but you have the real people. Um, and so that's actually been a part, a big part of this year for me is learning that mental fitness yeah. and skill sets that the professional athletes use, right? Um, the extreme athletes, right? Those guys who are climbing, right? Alex Honnold from Free Solo, right? Climbing a mountain with no, like, you know, with no equipment. It's like they have something in their head that they're tapping into. And that's the same thing that entrepreneurs need to learn and tap into as well. Uh, that's where I would say, the, but it's like, once you realize that, then it's like, oh, it's not that lonely. There's actually a lot of people at this really high level that's figured out how to like handle their emotions. Yeah. Um, and the experience is still the same, right? And that's yeah. really where the hardship is. And, yeah. and of course there's, you know, internal frustrations that I feel sometimes with my team and myself, right? I'm like, did I just make a whole mistake of the way I hire? Like, is this actually working in my favor or is this like blowing yeah. my face? And, and so, you know, there's a lot of self-doubt, right? Um, but again, you know, one, one of my, uh, uh, I wouldn't say life coaches, but one of my coaches, um, you know, is saying like, if you have this feeling that's good. That's a good sign, right? Because yeah. it means you're pushing forward and you're you're really pushing something new out there and you'll see the yeah. benefits of it. And so just constantly reminding yourself like nothing lasts forever. Uh, and you know, like the Indigo campaign was probably the most stressed I've ever been in between that campaign. I was also starting my uh, seed round fundraising efforts, right? So two very stressful things at the same time. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, man, if I screw both of these up, that's it. That's it. We're over. Like, are you serious? Like, this is it. Yeah. This can't be it, you know? And so just like this immense amount of pressure and then yeah. really being able to somehow giving yourself a chance to breathe and which is so hard, right? Because we're so connected these days. Um, like, like when we relax, you're not truly relaxing, you know, cause your phone's yeah. still there or like something's yeah. still like distracting you. And, yeah. um, and for me, 
truly relax is like being in the desert. So I'm in Utah, the desert's like great place to be. There's phones don't, nothing works, right? Electronics don't work out there. <laughs> and you're literally just out there with nature. And and I was I'm so, like, still right now, I'm so desperate to like get out there. Cause I just yeah. need like that decompression, um, uh, just time, right? Just that yeah. like couple, one day, just one day of that. And, yeah. and, um, and then they'll help reset and refocus everything. And come back. No, yeah, no, that's, it's, it's good to hear that. It's, it's, you're human, right? I think all the feelings and all this, what, what you're going through, um, and I'm sure our listeners, you know, can reflect or, or actually say, yes, I'm, I'm there as well. Um, it's just being human and not saying, oh, I'm just going like, you know, automation, right? That's, that's not what, what's happening. And especially not with, with a startup. Um, so that was a lot of, I don't know if they call it the, the other side of being an entrepreneur. So what, let's, let's talk about some of the fun stuff, what, what makes you proud and what is, what is your, where you were like, oh my God, this was an aha moment. or oh, this was, I never thought this will happen. What have yeah, you experienced? So it's 2022. So 2020 is when I took the leap. Right. And so, um, again, came from a technical background. I knew, I know a lot of PhDs, a lot of doctors, a lot of engineers, so we can build and do any research type project, right? But when it yeah. came to investors, entrepreneurs, I knew no one, right? Like even my family network, even my wife's family network that I thought did, uh, turns out no one, no one really knows anyone. And I was like, yeah. oh, dang, I need to go build a network. Um, and so what's so cool is, and this is like the advice I would like to give everyone is the biggest thing you have to do is believe in yourself. That's the biggest hurdle. You yeah. believe in yourself and you jump full in knowing that I know who I am and I know that I have what it takes to do this. Right. And so yeah. for us, it was 2020, we get into, or last year we get 2021. So tail end of uh, 2020, I quit my full-time job, right. I had this really cushy software engineering job. I could just do that for the rest of my life. But of course I'm not happy. Right. I'm bored. Um, and I was looking for a new challenge. And yeah. so I left, right. Left this cushy job. I had enough savings saved up essentially. So I could like have two years of runway. I was like, okay, yeah. I can't figure out two years. Software engineering is always there, right? You can always go back to that. Um, so we got into an accelerator called the Founder Institute. And the part of that was imposter syndrome, right? I just really wanted to know, like, do I have what it takes? Can I do this? Um, and also grow my network, right? Founder Institute, if I do very well, I'll get a network yeah. built in. And so what was cool was the Founder Institute is a very competitive accelerator where you get kicked out. So if you can't keep up, you get kicked out, you get dropped. Yeah. Uh, so the program game began with 130 people. We ended up with 23 at the very end. Right. And I was the number one in the class. Like I nice. beat out people with MBAs. I beat out ex CEOs. I beat out all these people that I thought like, shouldn't you like, what are you doing here? You know, yeah. like I thought you guys knew all this stuff. And, and that was a good signal of, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Believe in myself. Yeah. And yeah. what's so cool is to see how far you can go when you believe in yourself. Right. So in within a year, yeah. We got fully funded, right? With an amount that I would never have dreamed of, right? Like yeah. you looked back at my original assignments, what I was writing down and I was like, oh, it'd be so cool if we raised 250,000 in our pre-seed round. Yeah. I got that in like two weeks after graduating FI, right? And I was like, oh, oh. Uh, I guess I should aim higher. So yeah. let's do 500K, you know, and we got that. And I was like, oh, let's oh. higher. <laughs> um, and, you know, and then I remember being on the audience side of these pitch competitions way back in the day, right? And being like, yeah. it would be so cool if I was on the stage one day pitching yeah. and competing like this, right? And then to be one of the winners of that pitch competition and it's beating just... out all the companies that I was looking up to, right? And you're yeah. like, dang, like, look yeah. how far we've come, you know? And so it's so crazy. Like, I think people get 
I think we get we forget how much time we have because it feels like we don't write a lot. Um, and a lot of it, we do have a lot of time in the day, right? And that's when people are ask, always asking, like, how do you do all this? I'm like, there's a lot of time in the day. It's all about like optimizing and really, you know, picking out what's worth your energy and effort yeah. and what's just like worth passing off to someone else or paying for, right? Yeah. But there is a lot of time. And with that time, you can accomplish a lot, especially if you're running your own schedule, right? And so quickly within a year, I went from nobody in the uh, Utah startup scene to being, you know, being invited to all these amazing events to being, you know, everyone is trying to come talk to me. And it's just this really crazy, surreal feeling because you're just like, what? Like, I was nobody a year ago. And here I am talking with all these people that I had on pedestals, right? Of like, I would love to meet you. Now they're one of my investors. And you're like, like, I couldn't have ever dreamed this. And now I'm on the side of dream big. Dream as big as you possibly can, because you never know. You never know, right? Yeah, you never know. Oh, that's so cool. No, and I think sometimes not that you need to write it down, right? But if you write down some of these wins, right, or the feeling that you had, um, and then when you look back, you're like, oh my god, right? All this good stuff happened. Because some, because sometimes you can not not that you're drowning, but you can be like, oh my god, this is my next mountain I need to have to climb, or the next two mountains I need to climb, um, and and it can feel impossible. But when you look back and reflect, you can say, okay, yeah, right. It's it is. Let me dream big, and then yes. go go that way. Yeah, exactly. And I love your analogy because that's actually I'm a big backpacker, right? Yeah. Um, and that's exactly the experience I get from backpacking with the entrepreneurship, right? Is exactly that. Is if you're doing a very hard backpacking trip, yeah, uh, you're constantly thinking of the goal, right? Of like, oh, I got to summit this mountain, or like, I do these three mountains today and, you know, to hit this goal. And that's like, ugh, like that's so much elevation not to climb so much elevation has to drop like over and over again. And you're just like, Oh, that sucks. Right. You can easily talk yourself out of it and make it so awful. But if you just focus on more of what's in front of you, right. Just taking yeah. each step at a time and then really enjoying, you know, this is hard, but enjoying the journey. Yeah. Uh, that's what makes the trip worth it. Right. And then the next thing, you know, you're on top of the mountain and you're like, Whoa, I'm already up here. And you look down and you're like, dang, like, look at all this. Like I just summited like a 14,000 foot mountain. And I like, that wasn't that bad, you know? Yeah. But if you think about at the beginning of like, oh, like it's going to be 23 miles today to do that. Like, ugh, like, yeah, yeah you're giving up before you start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not you. Um, so looking back, you know, if you should give yourself like an advice and look at yourself, you know, for like maybe 10 years ago, what kind of advice will you give yourself? It really is just what I've kind of mentioned already, uh, believe in yourself and dream big, right? So yeah. 10 years ago, I was heading to medical school, uh, right? I was interviewing at medical school. I was trying to become a doctor and why? Oh, because uh, I haven't really thought about what I want to do with my life. And so doctors seem to make a lot of money. So that sounds good, right? Yeah, yeah. let's do that. No, uh, especially at that level, right? Uh, I'm competing with people who are like, no, I'm really into being a doctor. This is why, why, why. and I'm like, oh. Those are really good reasons. Why am I here? Like, that's not, I don't feel that way. Uh, and so, you know, I decided to stop because I was like, I'm miserable. Like in order for me to continue going, I have to tap into something that doesn't exist. Um, and right. I have to work 10 times harder than everyone else. Uh, yeah. and I don't even care about this. Um, and so for me, that was uh, my transition and music has always been a big passion of mine. And so of course, you know, my parents loved it when I was like, I'm not going to be a doctor. I'm going to go be a musician. You love that, right? That's going to yeah. be <laughs> That's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but what I found is, and this is what I'm saying, right? Be curious, be willing to explore. Because when I was creating, you know, when I was in my band, I ran it almost like a, I ran it like a business, Yeah. right? All my band members were founders and I managed it and I ran it really well. And I start picking up like, oh, I have like a knack for this business side of everything. And as a musician, I remember being like, oh, one day it'd be so cool to own a recording studio. And I even had dreams about it. And I would just wake up being like, that's so silly. Like, what am I doing? Like, what, I don't, you know, I'm not going to own a recording studio. That's not part of my lifeline. <laughs> and guess what? I own a recording studio today, you know? And so it's one of those, like, you never really know unless you, if you can't vision it, then yeah. it's never going to happen. Right. But yeah. it, it's, it's one of those, it's, I know it's crazy and silly, but it's really like, if you can really put something out there, a target, a goal down there, um, and really, really go after it, you, you will get there. Right. Like there's yeah. no doubt in my mind. Um, and it's, it's just, you know, not giving up, right? That's another, that's another part of it is this isn't easy, right? This is really hard. It's like, yeah. you know, we work hard, like people talk about work-life balance and I'm like, what's that? Like, I don't even know what that is, right? <laughs> like all of my life right now is work and I have- Do you sleep? Like, that's yeah. my question. Yeah. Do you sleep? No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I eat one meal a day, right? I eat like, you know, it's like, I'm like, it optimized that part of my life, right? Um, and so, uh, but no, I do actually get sleep. That's very, very important. Yeah, I get exercise. That's also yeah. very important. Yeah. Um, but uh, when it comes to, yeah, like 10 years ago, the advice is just don't be afraid, right? Like, just like know how absurd it is. Like, I remember, so 10 years ago, same thing. I wanted to learn programming. Yeah. So, you know, I was watching um, Silicon Valley, the show on HBO, right? And I yeah. was like, man, I really want to learn how to program. Yeah. Um, and I want to do what these guys are doing. This looks like a lot of fun. Um, and now, you know, ended up learning how to program, right? And so yeah. it's one of those, like, you know, another ambition of mine one day is to get my pilot license. And so it's just like, that's going to happen. Yeah it's, yeah. it's just more about when, like, when do I have time to go get yeah. that, right? Um, yeah. And so, and it's okay, right? I think a lot of people grew up being taught like you need to be a specialist you know like you only do like one thing get really really good at it yeah you know, I'm, I'm on the side of like what like yeah. you have this one life at least you know my you know my opinion you got this one life uh and you're just gonna do this one thing the whole time like that's insane right like do yeah. everything you want to do anything everything like anything that you were passionate about as a kid revisit it and get back into it you know mm-hmm. um one of the saddest things that i see uh especially on the music side is older individuals who always tell me like, Oh, I wish I could learn piano or I wish I could learn drums. And I'm like, why can't you? You're like, yeah. you can afford a piano. You can afford yeah. you, you know, you're at the point, you have yeah. money yeah. and you have time. And, and, you know, and I'm like, what's the, what's holding you back? Right. And they're just like, well, isn't it like, just, you know, like I'm out and I'm like, no, you can oh. learn. Like, why yeah. can't you learn this? Yeah. You know? And for me, it's this almost this like block that gets put into our brains as we get older. Right. Uh, yeah. Like, Oh, we go through this, rigid school system. And then after college, a lot of people just kind of stop learning, you know, and yeah. for me, I'm like, no, no like you should constantly be learning new yeah. things, reading and exploring and just experiencing. And that's really when, you know, great ideas come out, innovation, yeah. um, and even, you know, things that you're passionate about that you never knew. And that's the people that I love to hang out around is, you know, every, I'm sure everyone does, right. Anyone that has a lot of passion about anything, you're just immediately attracted to. And you're like, I want to just like, Get vibe off your energy. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I get it. I think I'll, I, I met where there's never a good time to start something. You can say, oh, yeah, I'll do that next week or next year. Next year, you will be even busier or something else has happened. So the best time to start is today, right? It's like, you know, you should have planted that tree maybe 30 years ago, but you didn't. Um, so plant it today. 
Yeah, exactly. That's the way and to it's go. okay to make mistakes, right? And I think that's yeah. the biggest fear point is uh, people have gotten comfortable with not failing, right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you're going to suck at the piano. It's going to sound awful. <laughs> and it's going to be like this really awful noise. I can hear the violin. Time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And your family's going to hate you for it. But guess what? You're going to get over that. And all of a sudden, you're going to be playing that song that you've been trying to play forever. And you're going to be really good at it. And that's what's so cool is that'll happen within a year, right? You'll see that happen really quickly. Um, And that's the, that's what I'm saying about like time. People kind of lose like perception of the, how long it takes to like get, and you know, and I see it with everyone, right? Everyone just wants to get, become the master at whatever new thing. And it's just like, no, the, and that's the same as with entrepreneurship. The journey isn't the end goal, right? Of, oh, Credo is now successful. We're established. We're, you know, making millions and millions of dollars a year. We're worth billions of dollars. Uh, We're done, right? If you actually talk to ex entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs who've done that, what they miss is the journey, right? Yeah. That's what they miss the most. The end is like the boring part. You're yeah. just like, oh, like, what do I do now? I guess I'm yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you won't slow down. Um, so if somebody wants to, to reach out to you, Eric, how, how can they how can they find you? Or where can they find so, you? So, yeah, I'm, I hate social media, but the only social media that I do use is LinkedIn. And so yeah. please reach out on LinkedIn. My name is Eric Lowe. So E-R-I-C and last name just L-O. Um, and please feel free to connect. Um, the one other thing that really brings me a lot of, um, passion and purpose is helping other individuals, uh, who are a little bit lost or need a little bit guidance, uh, go and chase after their dreams. Right. And so, um, that's actually how I own a coffee company, uh, is like the founder of that was going full in on this coffee roasting business, but I saw that he had, you know, a couple issues on the business side. And so yeah. I got involved to help him make his dream successful. So please reach out. I'm always happy. And that's something that I will always dedicate time to. I know everyone's like, you're not going to have time for this because you get busy, busy. But for me, this is the most valuable uh, thing that I can make time for is to yeah. help other individuals who have ambitions and goals uh, get the guidance they need. And also right back to the loneliness, talk to me about it. That's why I'm I'm happy to expose the ugly side of the underbelly, right? The not glamorous side of entrepreneurship because as we need to normalize it, right? This is like, you know, for me, the loneliness came from like, oh, like, why am I so bad at this? Everyone seems to be like raising so much money and doing all this. Like I suck. Right. And it's like, oh no. When you talk to them, they're like, oh no. Check oh yeah. I've been there. Back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the media just made it seem like I got done in yeah. like two weeks. Yeah. I only like, showed the shiny. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just doing a disservice to everyone. Uh, so yeah, if you, you know, I'm very, you know, I, I think um, for me, I'm very authentic um, and some open book and you'll get the truth from me and you won't get any, you know, uh, the glamour or any of that. It's like, I'll tell you the real reality of everything. I like that. That's honest. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I'll make sure in the show notes, I'll put a link, you know, as well to your LinkedIn and also to, to Creator so they can see that one. And you can also go on the, um, the website on the mind innovation and see under the podcast. So, um, plenty of opportunities to reach out to you. So Eric, this was great. I really had, had a blast here. And I think, you know, just the, the, the end for me here is just dream big. That's just, that's, that's the, that's my, my word of the day. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. And you know, or exactly like your podcast is less than a year old, right? Yeah. And- no, a little bit more than in a year, but still. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But exactly the same thing, right? You yeah. didn't have experience recording audio no. and editing <laughs> and here you are. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a learning and it's a journey and I love it. So, so thank you so much. 
Well, thank you again for having me. It's such a pleasure to be on the show. And um, yeah, let me know how I can be of help in the future. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mind Innovation Podcast. New episodes are dropping bi-weekly, so make sure you're following wherever you get your podcast. You can find me on LinkedIn, search for Sana Vinding. You can also find me on YouTube, search for Mind Innovation. Or go to my website, sanavinding.com or mindinnovation.com. Stay curious, keep learning.